Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Kellogg's Pep, P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. with Professor Sturgeon at the mercy of the scheming rulers of Bolomar, the atomic secrets he alone knows may fall into the hands of ruthless enemies. Hello. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. You know, there are some things you don't want to keep secret. For example, you want to let your family and friends in on the good eating you'll find in a breakfast bowl of Kellogg's Pep. Maybe you say... Gee, Pep sure makes a terrific dish. Or maybe, say, Pep is delicious, and I mean delicious. Or maybe you go into more detail and tell how crisp and crunchy Kellogg's Pep is, how light and delicate and tender as a breeze, and how Pep's sparkling sunshine flavor makes your morning appetite wake up smiling. Kellogg's Pep is called the sunshine cereal. It's sunny and golden as anything. And then Mom will probably add a good word about how Pep is good for you, too. And you might even go on to tell about how Kellogg's Pep is so keen, you always polish off your bowl clean as a whistle. You know, that's one way to keep from wasting cereal. Another way is to pour it out carefully. And nowadays, folks take special pains to avoid waste because the cereal grains are being sent to fellows and girls all over the world. Remember that, gang. And say, keep an eye on your younger brothers and sisters, too. Get hep to pep. Eat all your pep. Don't waste it. Now, the adventures of Superman. Although Clark Kent and his friends are certain that Professor Alonzo Sturgeon, foremost atom bomb scientist, has been abducted by agents of a foreign power, their only clue to the abductors is the word Zeluto, which one of them had used. While they tried desperately to determine the nationality of the culprits by tracing the language origin of the word, Professor Sturgeon was in the small tropical country of Bolomar, where he was given a powerful and dangerous drug designed to put him at the mercy of his questioners. As we continue now, in a dungeon room of the palace, the professor lies on a cot, his eyes half open, his breathing labored. Near him sits Rex, the dictator of Bolomar, who aspires to rule the world. Beside him sit two scientists. Physicians hover over the half-conscious American. Now, at a sign from the chief physician, Rex leans forward, his piercing black eyes fixed on his prisoner. He speaks... I'm going to ask you some questions. You will answer them truthfully. Do you understand? I understand. These are the questions you wish answered, Dr. Blomberg? Yeah, Your Excellency. Very well. Hear me, Professor Sturgeon. I will ask you first about the screen which moderates the speed of nuclear fission. You understand? 
Yes. You will tell me whatever I ask about the screen and about all other matters pertaining to the atom bomb. Yes. I'll tell you. Very well. Now, tell me this. In what ratio does the screen control the speed of nuclear fission in relation to the atomic weight per unit? Come, come, tell me the formula. The formula is M2 over 6. His voice weak and labored but clear, the drugged professor answers promptly. For over an hour, the beak-nosed Rex fires questions prepared by Dr. Blumberg, the former Nazi atom-smashing expert, and by Dr. Hachetto, Bolomar's leading scientist. All these questions, too, Professor Sturgeon answers. But his voice grows weaker. His breathing falters. Then a shudder passes over his body, and he lies still. Quick, Yutaro. The professor dies. Give him another injection of the drug. He is still alive, Excellency. But I fear another injection of the drug will surely finish him. He must be revived regardless. There are questions still on this paper he must answer. Perhaps he has answered enough, Your Excellency. You mean you have enough information to manufacture atom bombs similar to the Americans, Blumberg? I think I have enough to complete their manufacture, Excellency. Do not forget, I was myself within a year of the secret in Germany before the war ended. See, but... The early and arduous preparation has already been done in the underground cyclotrons and factories here. The uranium pile is completed and purified. All that remains is one or two minor corrections in my previous preparations, and saying the completion of the bombs according to Professor Sturgeon's formula. How long will that take? Not long, a week, two weeks at the most. And the atom bombs will be ready to rain down upon the United States. Uh, we cannot two wait two weeks. All America, soon all the United Nations will be searching for Professor Sturgeon. We are in ill repute with the United Nations. Should they have reason to suspect us, they may descend upon us and discover our underground factories and airports. You must have the bombs ready in one week at most. I will do my best, Excellency. General Maroon, you will summon the chiefs of the army and air force to meet with the, the council room at once. We strike at the United States in one week. In one week, says Rex of Bolomar, planes carrying atom bombs will launch a surprise and devastating attack upon the United States. As Rex's scientists and military chiefs rush toward preparation of the attack, Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and Horatio Horn, the little amateur detective, are in the library of Dr. Jonas far-off New Orleans University. Exhausted, Lois has fallen asleep in her chair, while Kent, Horn, and Dr. Jonas continue their pursuit of the one thin clue to Professor Sturgeon's whereabouts. I've gone through this book on rare dialects from cover to cover, Dr. Jonas, not to mention those other books. I'm beginning to think there's no such word as Zaluto in any language on Earth. Well, I'm beginning to think the same thing, Mr. Kent. I must confess, gentlemen, I'm stumped. I must confess the same thing. The president of my alma mater, the famous correspondence school of detectives institute, stated that the first rule for a good detective is to be resourceful, but I seem to have exhausted all my resources. We can't give up now. This is our only clue to Professor Sturgeon, and we've got to solve it before, well, before the worst thing that ever happened to this country can happen. Well, the police are searching for the professor, Mr. Kent, and so are the FBI and Army and Navy Intelligence. It's in all the papers and on the radio. Somebody may find him. Yes, but they may be too late. Peace of the whole world may depend on my finding Professor Sturgeon in time. On your finding him? Well, I mean, well, on our finding him. Oh, think, Dr. Jonas, you're a philologist. Words are your profession. Yes, yes, I know, but I'm afraid I can do no more, Mr. Kent. 
The only thing I can suggest is that you consult an expert etymologist. A what? An etymologist. Uh, etymology is that branch of philology which treats with the tracing of the origin of words, Mr. Hall. Oh, oh, yes, yes, of course. I have a working knowledge of etymology, of course, but I am not an expert. A man like, uh, well, say, Gordon might be able to track down the word by means of esoteric derivatives of which he has made a special study. Gordon, you say? Yes, Mitchell Gordon. Unfortunately, he's pretty far away in Metropolis, but you could wire him and perhaps receive an answer by tomorrow. I don't want to wait that long if I can help it, and I think I can. There's a much faster way. Uh, hold the bridge, Horatio. I'll see you later. Hurrying from Dr. Jonas' home, Clark Kent steps behind a tall hedge, strips off his business suit. Then, as Superman, he leaps into the sunny morning sky and rockets away to the northeast, bound for Metropolis. We'll return in a moment for the exciting climax of today's episode. So stand by. You know, this week's pep dish of the week is certainly hep to this summer weather. It's as cool and refreshing as a breeze. Fact is, it's called a blackberry breeze, and it's making a sure hit at many a breakfast table. Easy as a breeze to make, too. All you have to do is to pour your regular serving of Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, in your bowl. Then on top, a scatter a shower of juicy blackberries that have been chilled in a little sugar. Pour on cool milk and pitch in. That's a blackberry breeze. And you know Kellogg's Pep adds wonderful zip to those sugar-crusted berries. Of course, Pep is a neat dish for a summer breakfast in itself. It's light and delicate and tender as can be. Crisp and crunchy, too. And how that golden toasted sunshine flavor does give your appetite the old come on. Makes you dig right in for another spoonful and another until you've finished off every last flake in your bowl. Which is a particularly smart idea nowadays when we're sending the cereal grains to fellows and girls overseas. You don't want to waste cereal. So gang, when mom brings Kellogg's Pep home from the grocers, appoint yourself a committee of one to help guard against waste. Pass the word along to the rest of your family too. Eat all your Pep. Don't waste it. Arriving in Metropolis, Superman goes at once to call on Mitchell Gordon, famous etymologist. Now, shortly after noon, we find him once more in the guise and garb of reporter Clark Kent and editor Perry White's office at the Metropolis Daily Planet. And that's that, Chief. Mitchell Gordon couldn't trace the word Saluto either. Mm, this is getting serious, Kent. Getting serious? It's the most serious thing that ever happened to this country. Professor Sturgeon is one of the few men who knows all the secrets of the atom bomb. If some unscrupulous, ambitious nation forces those secrets from now, him... Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't let's start seeing bogeyman. I'm not, We've but got I... to keep our heads. There's enough hysteria in the country already about this. Well, what about those pilots in New Orleans? The ones you think flew Sturgeon out of the country? They're still unable to talk, and maybe for a long time. Well, our only clue, I'm afraid, is this word Zaluto. Well, maybe not. Now, look. Those pilots were gone about 24 hours, from the time they took off from New Orleans to when they radioed they were going to crash in the Gulf and Superman rescued them, right? Right. So what? Well, we knew they were flying a converted Army C-54. Yes. We know the range and speed of that plane. With a chart, we ought to be able to figure the places they might have gone. Wait a minute. Now, there are quite a few places they could have gone, including any one of several countries, islands, jungles, mountains, or what have you. No, no, no. They wouldn't go to an island or a jungle or a mountain. They might, to make a rendezvous or throw off pursuit and then go on from there. Yes, yes, I suppose so. Then where are we, Kent? We, we've got to find Sturgeon and fast. Oh, I'm glad you finally see that. Uh, what do you mean, finally? I've seen it all along. Well, it's just that I want to keep sane about this thing and not go off half-cocked. Good, then maybe I can sell you an idea. What's that? It's this word, Zaluto. 
Now, my idea oh, is that we can run... that Paluto or Zaluto or whatever it is. Well, now, wait a I minute. I tell you, it's just another of the crack-brained Horatio Horn's brainstorms. Will you wait, Chief? You said things like that about Horn when he first showed up here to tell us Professor Sturgeon was in danger. But he was right, wasn't he? Well, yes. And he's but... been right a couple of times since. He's a smart little apple, Chief, and I'm convinced he heard this word correctly. Lois backs him up, too. Okay, okay, so he heard it. Now, where does that get us? No philologist or etymologist or anybody else ever heard of the word, so so we can forget it. Not by a long shot. It's still our only clue. Now, look, Chief, this is what I want to do. Run a word contest in the Daily Planet. A word contest? Yes. We list several words, uh, say half a dozen or so, from different languages. One of them will be Zaluto. We'll offer a prize of $100 for the correct answer to each word, including its meaning and origin. And a grand prize of $1,000 to whoever knows all the words. Mm, I see what you're getting at. Metropolis has the largest population in the country. Mm -hmm. You think someone from whatever country they use the word Zaluto in might see it and write in for the prize. Exactly. Also, I think... But why clutter up the contest with words from other languages? Well... Why not just come out and ask for Zaluto? That'll attract more attention. Because the people behind the abduction of Professor Sturgeon have proved they're very clever. Mm. I believe they're watching our newspapers and listening to our radios, and we don't want to make them suspicious before we're ready to act. Mm -hmm. Well... Let's uh... try it, Chief. It's our only chance, and it just might work. What do you say? Hmm... 12.30. 12.30. If we work fast, we can catch the late edition. Atta boy, Chief. Oh, Miss Buckrack, tell Donovan to rip out page one. Tell him I'll have a new layout for him in 20 minutes. Well, well, what are you standing around for, Kent? Get busy and knock out the copy for the contest. You bet. We'll give it a hit on the bottom of page one. Right, Chief. Miss Buckrack, get Burroughs and Goldman in here. And yes, a rewrite man. Then tell Larry in the art department that I want... Snapping up Clark Kent's plan, Harry White goes into action, arranging the contest which he and Kent hope will lead them to the abductors of Professor Sturgeon. Will they succeed? Let's hope they will, because in far-off Bolomar at this moment, Rex and his German and native scientists are working feverishly to complete their plan for an attack upon the United States. What will happen? Tomorrow's episode brings some of the answers, so don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, gang, think of all the famous names you know, and you'll think of Kellogg, the greatest name in cereals. Then you'll think of Kellogg's shredded wheat. Makes breakfast loads of fun, crisp, tender biscuits of whole wheat, toasted just right, and packed with natural nut-sweet flavor. Just the right size, too, made to fit the bowl. As for nutrition, well, Mom knows that whole wheat is mighty good for you. And for economy, she likes the 15. 15 biscuits in every package. Try Kellogg Shredded Wheat. You'll like it. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.